Hello, this is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis with another episode of Scientific Healing. And uh, when you enjoy this video, please give me some five star or thumbs up love to help spread the word. And today what we're going to talk about is how to change those desires and wishes into realities you know, your dreams and the things that you'd like to accomplish in your life. A lot of times you fall short. You start the day with the best of intentions and then something happens. Hey, what I'm going to talk about is translating your wishes and your desires into something more concrete, something that you can actually, in other words, you can say, I have accomplished it. But it's interesting watching people start with the best of intentions, and this is with everything. They start writing their book, they start their business, or they fail to get the, you know, past chapter one, or they fail to go past a week or two of whatever plan they've got, whatever it is they've decided to do. Um, it's just like the beginning of the year where everybody has those New Year's resolutions. I've been through this many times. I have also, you know, decided, for example, to uh, notice I gained a little weight, not, you know, I want to get it back off again, and I just can't get started. So what is that? I've done this so many times before. I have stayed on a, a healthy eating plan basically my whole life. So what is it that stops you from going forward? What is that thing? I, when I started this, I was really up to here with not completing the promises to myself. That was number one, not completing the promises to myself. It didn't matter whether I decided to stay um, overweight or over fat, I would say. It didn't matter whether I decided to stay that or not. I like myself either way. I prefer to be leaner just because it's easier, but you know, I like myself either way. I'm comfortable. My physical stats are healthy. Last summer when I went and had a blood test, I was a pretty high weight and compared to what I am now, about 15 pounds heavier. All of my blood tests showed that I was absolutely completely healthy. That doesn't matter so much. And, you know, I was comfortable being myself. You know, I'm a grandma. I can look like a grandma if I want. I don't really like it, but, you know, okay. So I'm not really that up for setting a goal and in terms of weight loss and making it. But I kept making promises to myself and not keeping them. And that's the, the place that's the place where most of us have trouble. We don't hold ourselves as important, right? The important thing is keeping your promise to yourself. And the best thing that you can do to raise your frequency is to uh, be in integrity with yourself, right? Like we can be in integrity with other people, right? We can be in integrity with our spouse or our children or our parents or our friends you make a promise you keep it right you don't say oh let's let's meet for dinner at 7 p.m and then you don't go right you go 
you know, you somebody you haven't seen in a long time, you say, oh, let's get together. You get together. You, you do it. You actually do it. But what is it that keeps us from holding ourselves as important as other people? That's the place where I finally said, no more. I'm going to keep a promise to myself. So one of the things that I did first was I started detoxing my house. So I went through all of my clothes and I picked them up one by one. I opened one drawer at a time. I picked them up one by one. Uh, you know, I started with the underwear. Anything that had holes or tears in it, you know, it's just like your mother says, you don't want to be in an accident with those underwear, right? <laughs> So you take all of those that are old and tired and just throw them, right? So that's what I did. I went and throw, threw them out. And it's the same thing with, with bras. Anything that's worn out and stretched, I just threw them all out. And I did that with every single drawer. I picked up every shirt. Do I love this? Have I worn this in the last year? Do I want to keep it? Um, is it making me happy? Uh, is has it got any stains or tears or is there a smell that won't come out you know some of these plasticky shirts that you can't get them clean ever again out they went and everything I had left I stacked and I knew exactly what I had so I did this process in every single room I went through my office I went through every single drawer I threw out everything that was beyond in terms of bills beyond the year and in terms of taxes, everything past five years. I just tossed it all away. That's all past history. You don't want to repeat your past. You want to move into the future. So that is keeping the promises to yourself. And then what happened was, you know, over the year, I, I joined a gym again. And I've been going three times a week. I don't know whether it's the Greek in me or not, but once I join a gym, the decision is made. I'm going three times a week to lift weights and I keep track of everything in a little notebook. I've been doing this for years and years, ever since I started lifting, which was when I turned 54. So this is my 13 year, 13th year of lifting and going to the gym. And beyond that, I started running when I was 14. So I've been active. The, this whole time. It's not like I ever stopped. So now the little promises I was making to myself kept started adding up, adding up and adding up. And finally, one day I just made the decision with a capital D. The decision, boom, no more. I am going to do this. And then I started asking people that actually wrote books, that actually started successful businesses. You know, I've been interviewing people that have successful businesses. Many of them have had their businesses for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And I ask them, what was the thing that got them over the hump? What is the one thing that you would pass on to people? You know, it was varying answers, but invariably it was keeping a promise to themselves, invariably. So keeping that promise to yourself is raising that frequency, your frequency, higher and higher. 
And what's interesting is the more you keep your promises to yourself, the more you can keep promises to other people, the better you feel, the more in integrity you are with everything that you do, you raise your energy, right? And you can really uh, make miracles happen. Um, what happens is that stuff then starts to add up. So if you sit down and you decide that you're going to write a half an hour, an hour every day, which I've committed to writing two to three hours a week. I do it all in one, one bunch. I spent some quite some time yesterday and the day before, I wrote two chapters for books that I'm writing. There are two separate books. One is on healing and the other one is on the business of healing. Right. So in other words, how do you establish a healing business <laughs> and make it successful? Right. So I've been doing this every week consistently. I spend two to three hours on one and two to three hours on the other because in my programs, I teach both. And so what I want at the end is to have one giant textbook of healing and one giant textbook of how to run a healing business. And so in keeping, in keeping my word to myself, I find that I have a lot more mental energy, a lot more physical energy. I feel better about myself. And then people are walking up to me like I, I was in a group meeting last week and my coach looked at me and she says, Anastasia, what is it about you? You seem to be glowing these days. And I am under the same lights that I always am, but there's something about how my skin and my inner self has changed because over this last year, I have been gradually making progress. So fortunately, you don't have to do it all in one day, but every day seek to keep one promise to yourself and then you'll find that your desires and your wishes start translating into your vision and then start translating into your commitments, right? They move you forward through this transition because a lot of people that are sitting there eating their pizza and drinking beer or Coca-Cola are sitting there saying, yeah, I want to lose some weight. Well, stop eating that stuff. That stuff is not going to help. <laughs> Even if you were six foot eight tall, you still can't eat that stuff and stay healthy, right? So you, you know, that's like the wishes. And I, I remember when I was very young, people would always talk about it. And then there were those of us that actually went out and did it right, that, that actually held to the, to the food plan, whatever. And of course, there's all those strategies, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. People are offering me all this food, like, you're so thin, then now you can eat. And then I would say, thank you for giving me permission, or thank you for offering. And then it would be like a punctuation, like, period, end of discussion, right? So there's lots and lots and lots of strategies for you to be able to stay on plan because you don't, first of all, you don't want to disappoint yourself. Let the other person be disappointed for a two seconds because that's all it's going to last. Oh, you don't want any? Oh, I'm sorry. And then they move on to the next person and offer it, right? So, so don't worry about what other people think. Your most important opinion that you have is that of your own, that of yourself, right? That's your most important opinion. So start with small steps, baby steps, 
doing one thing, even cleaning out a, an underwear drawer of all your ratty underwear <laughs> or, or, you know, um, opening your, your kitchen cabinets and deciding to dump all the food that's not good for you. And if your family protests, just say, well, if you want it, you know where the store is, go buy it, eat it, and don't bring it in the house, right? When I was raising my kids and we always still ate healthy then, I taught them what healthy and not healthy was. So how to pick the right food, even when they were before uh, school age. I taught them how to read the labels on things so they could know that whether they were buying sugar water or whether they were buying juice right? Like high C is 2% juice and they sell it as juice. And uh, all the kids in school were eat, drinking high C for their snacks. And I taught them that this is not good stuff. And then we found the juices and then they could take those to school, right? And, and drink those instead. And even then juice isn't that great for us, but it's certainly better than sugar water. <laughs> But so you can teach your kids healthy habits. So I just want you to know my, I'm just going to tell you this one last story in closing, how one person can, can affect not just one generation, but four generations, right? So my dad, when he was 28, he got the mumps and he never felt right again. And so he went to the doctor and they tested him and they found that he has an inherited anemia called thessalemia. And this is of people of Greek and Italian descent around the Ionian Sea. They suffered a blood disease and those that had anemia were preferentially survived. So my dad has this gene. He passed it on to two kids. He never felt right, and what he did was in 1960, this was when he was 28, in 1960, he started studying health. And he decided that he was going to, the doctors had no solutions, all they gave him was iron pills, it didn't help, so he decided that he was going to feel good again. So he studied Jack LaLanne, he studied Bragg, he learned about exercise, he learned about um, vitamins and minerals and what healthy food was and what it wasn't. He threw out all the cold cereal and all the Wonder Bread. That was the, you know, cornflakes and Wonder Bread were kind of like the staple of the day. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, those were gone. We went to homemade bread <laughs> and hot cereal for breakfast. Hot cereal made with all healthy ingredients you know, nuts and raisins and honey instead of sugar and things like that. So there was no more of the, the empty calories. Everything became all about eating healthy. And so by the time I was in high school, I was already taking multivitamins and was already eating healthy. Not only that, but so were all my siblings. I'm the oldest of four. So were all my siblings. Now they grew up they all got married and now their spouses also eat healthy and two of my brothers also have children who are also healthy eaters my children are healthy eaters and now my grandchildren are all healthy eaters and not only that but my three-year-old grandson knows what the difference between gluten and gluten-free are Right? He go and he tells you what he's allergic to. He's allergic to eggs. He's allergic to food color. He's allergic to to wheat. So he knows it already and he tells people, I'm not eating that. I'm allergic to it. Right? So 
So he, so they, and they're eating all whole, a lot of it homegrown, whole healthy food, right? So one man made a decision in 1960 and he has affected four generations, his children, his children's children, and his great grandchildren, right? So you, one person can make a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. So I'm just saying that because you matter. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you being here. Please give me some five star or thumbs up love. Please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to my channel. I will see you same time, same place again.